And now, the Sleephawk Worldwide Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brandon Staten and Tyler Hansbro. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Sleephawk Worldwide Podcast. I'm Sleep Dog with the Big Hawk. What's up, world? It's the Big Hawk checking in. Um, we're out here at Oak City Sports. Great night out here. A lot, a lot of action. We got a couple guests uh, for you guys we're going to introduce. And uh, yeah, I'm excited, Sleep. Dude, before we get started, do you guys know what today is? Actually, it was yesterday. True to form. Uh, we're late on it. But do you know what it was? Yesterday? Yesterday. It do you know what it was? October 25th. It was October 25th. Do you know what October 25th is? Uh, first line of the notes. It's our one year anniversary. One year anniversary. Uh, me and old Big Hawk, man, we've been dating God, for a year on this God, thing. Hard Honor to believe. To be Forty-eight for episodes. So what that means is, not only is it our <laughs> is it our birthday anniversary, whatever you want to call it, but we actually pulled this off forty-eight out of fifty-two weeks for an entire year. So I mean, go us. And as you congrats, can see, I mean, congrats, the people guys. just turn out now. And, so. and thank you guys for your. Staying with us, you are day ones, hundred percent. All eight uh, of you. <laughs> hey, and we don't care. You're no, here, I don't. and we appreciate every one of you guys because pretty soon it's going to be eight hundred million. Yep, that's true. Eight hundred uh, million sounds like a good, nice round number. That's what we're fighting for here. Um, yeah, so we're a year old, and it's hard to believe that uh, even eight people stuck around for for forty eight weeks. But we got a lot we're going to get to. First thing we're going to do is introduce our guest who we got here today, Eric Hoots, with the uh, director of operations at UNC Basketball. Dude, thanks for joining us, man. Dude, thank you guys so much for having me. Honored, I cannot tell you the honor it is to be with you guys. I've heard about Sleephawk from day one, so to be here with you guys, and I have my kids here. Uh, they're excited to be here as well. So thank you for having are they are they excited to see Tyler? They, you have no idea. I mean, or is just, it the basketball cards? It's it's more so the cards. I don't mean to, to bust his bubble, but he, they're fired up for the trading cards. So I, I actually brought uh, a few of my cards I had laying around and gave them to him. I know um, Hoots' kids are big time card collectors. So uh, when he found out we we're coming here, he was the first person to call me. He's like, you, you guys are going to a card store? I've been trying to find one in the area. My kids love them. And uh, sure enough, here he is. Yeah, we're. Uh, I'll tell you what, we walked in. The people here are so nice. It's such a great store. So I would encourage any families of kids that do this to come by Oak City. This is this is a great spot for sure. Yeah, they got a card night coming uh, on the twelfth, I believe. <laughs> and you got to get here. When I was a kid, cards were in. Dude, my dad used to own a baseball card shop. Not trying to brag or anything, because all uh, all the cards he had were pretty worthless uh, compared to the ones you see. Some of the stuff they got in here, it's incredible. But if you're a kid, you should show up on the 12th. If you're a parent, you should use it as an excuse to show up on the 12th because it'll take you down memory lane. You won't be able to afford any of the cards anymore because they're all just astronomical. I mean, guy gets a, a whiff of the all-star team and buddy, his PSA 10 is going for uh, a Toyota Prius, man. I'm telling <laughs> you. So, but it's awesome. It's really cool. It's, uh, there's a lot of cool stuff that I remember as a kid. And, uh, yeah, what a great, uh, great spot. Appreciate him hosting us. So first thing we're going to do. We always do it, Hoots. We're going to jump into the preview because we don't have, thank God, at this point, we don't have to recap the game from last week because even wins are pretty stressful these days for the football team. But the Heels going into Notre Dame on Saturday, there's some interesting takes out of this big hawk that, uh, you know, we did a little studying before we came on. The Heels are only a three and a half point dog, prime time, Notre Dame. This is what we called, man. This is what we've been waiting for. Hey, listen, we've been waiting for this team to show up, okay? And before the season started, uh, we're getting this hype. And I said, bring the Bucks to Chapel Hill. I want Tom Brady 
in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I want them right here in Chapel Hill, right here at Keenan. We're going to take them down. That's the type of hype this team had. And uh, going into South Bend, this is our Super Bowl. This is a must win. Uh, we've been saying that for every game. Sleep Dog had them winning every single mm. game, going undefeated. Had us 7-0 and coming into this one. Yeah, 7-0, and and we were just going to roll over Notre Dame like it was a JV high school team. And, you know, reality sunk in, and here we are. Um, who am I going with? I'm going UNC by touchdown in a dramatic fashion. I think uh, I think Notre Dame's going to tie it in the fourth, and with three minutes left, they're going to kick it to us, and we're going to run it back straight for a touchdown and win the game. And uh, take, a, I think it's touchdown. Touchdown, Jesus, uh, right back to Chapel Hill. Uh, Hoots, what do you think about this? You're around. Uh... Yeah, I am. Obviously, I attend every home football game, but a lot of times I'm working with uh, – we have recruits. Every home football game is a huge recruiting weekend for us, so I don't get to actually watch the game like a fan. But I uh, love love Carolina football. I love supporting Coach Brown and his staff. And it has been so fun to see what they've done in the short time that they've been in Chapel Hill and – what, uh, what Sam's done has been incredible, and Josh Downs is impressive this year. Obviously, they lost a lot from last year to this year, but it hadn't started gone the way that they expected, but they're, they're continuing to get better, and I look forward to Saturday. I, I think some good things are going to happen. Hootsman, I can tell that even though you don't get a chance to watch the games, you know more than me and Big Hawk combined. That's one of the fun things about our podcast is we offer our opinion where it doesn't belong because we don't really <laughs> you know, we don't know what we're talking about. But like just that run rundown right there is like, man, this guy hits it all. You're right, man. It's it's uh we have gotten a little fat and happy, I think, in the last, you know, year or two, uh, with the high expectations. We said at the beginning, I said undefeated national championship wake forest is honestly living out our dream so as as crazy as everybody thinks that sounds right to say oh well sleep dog dude you said we're going you're, you're an idiot well dude look at what wake forest is doing right now they're number one in the conference. I mean, Pitt is number one in our division, right? So both of those teams are having great years. That's kind of what I think the expectation was for us. Didn't work out that way. Here it is, man. This is our Super Bowl. We also said, Sleep Dog also said, if we were 9-3 and three when this season's over, that's a good year. We're on pace. Hey, we went out. We're 9-3, and three, and we had to beat a bunch of ranked teams on the way there. We are 4-3 and three now. Notre Dame 6-1. and one. Notre Dame lost to Cincinnati. Great Cincinnati team. They beat the brakes off of Wisconsin. Those are the only two ranked teams they played. They won a close one at Virginia Tech. They won a close one, Florida State, in overtime. Both those games on the road. They've played four. They have four road games on their schedule at all. And that bothers me. They play 12 games and only play four road games. I don't understand. How does Notre Dame get away with not being in a conference, dude? Ain't got, a, ain't got an opinion on that one. No. Hoots, you don't, want to, you don't want to touch that? I'm not going to touch it. You know, <laughs> yeah, I want to know who in the NCAA went to Notre Dame and allows them to do this. Um, I want to know where the president went to school. Uh, I guarantee it's not Harvard. Uh-uh. Um, but I will say this. I will say this. If you've ever met somebody from Notre Dame, you know they went to school at Notre Dame because it's probably the second thing they tell you. And, uh, you know, I've been to Chicago. Uh, a few times, and there's a lot of alum in Notre Dame, and there's also one in my family. My younger brother went to Notre Dame, unfortunately. Mm. Um, and so this is bragging rights every single year. Um, we'll see. Hey, man, like we said last week, heels get back on track here. They win this game. They win the next two against ranked opponents. Then they have Wofford, uh, and then they would close out the season and unmercifully beat NC State at NC State. And We'd ride off in the sunset. Everybody'd be happy. We'd be nine and three. We'd go into the Michelin Tire Bowl instead of the Continental Tire Bowl, and you know, all, we get hyped up for next. We just got another five star recruit, but 
I don't know who he is. Uh, just everybody got really excited. So uh, anyway, good uh, good luck to the Tar Heels going to where is it called? French Lick. I mean, uh, where are South, they? Bend. South Bend. South yeah. Bend. Good luck Indiana. up there, guys. Touchdown, uh, Jesus. Touchdown, Jesus. So I hope we see him live. One last thing I'll say about that big hawk that I just have to point out, man. If you think that we're going to run a touchdown back and leave three minutes on the clock and not give another one up. Well, that will be a miracle. Yeah, we need point. Uh, what do we need? Uh, one a defense. Second. <laughs> yeah, we, need we need Jesus to play defense for us. <laughs> Preferably safety. Hey, love you, heels. Uh, good luck out there, and you know, get it done. Next episode or next uh, segment here. It's a Hawk Talk, my favorite segment. We're going to talk about the NBA Top 75 list. First of all, Hoots, what do you think about this list? It's been a discussion amongst friends. Uh, first of all, Hoots, this is a great question for you. What school has the most players on the, on the Top 75 list? I know the Tar Heels have four. I know that. So, can you name them all? Uh, I can. I, um, Michael Bill, Jordan. Yep. Michael Jordan, Billy Cunningham. James Worthy. James Worthy. Yep. And we got one more, right? Uh, Vince Carter wasn't on no. there. Uh, I was surprised that Bob, Bob McAdoo was on the previous list, not on this list. Oh, really? I don't think he was on the list. And uh, So who's our fourth? It's a big Sam. Sam Perkins? I don't know. It's embarrassing. You rolled that I one, think it would you be. You rolled that I one think, out like I you think knew the answer to it, Big Yeah, I think it's McAdoo. Dewey Burke. Just James turned. Michael. Um, <laughs> Biscuits? Um, it, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, guys. It's not Ray Felton. It's not, you know. <laughs> Manu Ginobili was left off the list. That's a good, that's a good snub. That's one of the so so here's 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 what we were talking about amongst ourselves is it was fascinating how many people really cared about this list. Given that it's just totally arbitrary. It was Bob McAdoo, by the way. Bob McAdoo was Bob McAdoo. Yep. You called it. Yeah. Dewey, Dewey Burke said it's a low bar to get on this show. Dewey, <laughs> hey, we're reaching out to you for next uh, next week if we don't have anybody else. Our so people will call you. So I don't know hey, Dewey, Dewey, but Dewey, I have thanks. to tell this Thank story. You. Thank you, Dewey. I have to tell this story. I've never met Dewey, I don't think. But when I was... If you I'm, met him, you know. When, no, uh, I'm joking. I'll never forget. I was watching a game on TV, and Lynn Elmore was calling the UNC game. And, of course, every time – Hold Dewey, on. So you're going Lynn Elmore to Dewey Burke? That's what we're going? We're going to make this connection? Yeah. Uh, okay. And it's going to be a good one. Okay. I promise it's going to be a good one, if you don't already know. So I'm watching a game on TV, you know, and Dewey gets in, and the students are always like, we want biscuits, right? Because for those of you who don't know, we go over 100 points, Bojangles, biscuits, some crap like that. And um, so I remember Lynn Elmore's broadcasting the game, and he's going – for some reason, the students are chanting, we want fish sticks. And I thought that was the funniest thing. I was like, how does this guy, is what? he's in outer space out here on the sideline reporting this game. If he doesn't know what's going on, thinks everybody wants fish sticks. So anyway. Um, anyway. Whatever happened to old Lynn Elmore? I I don't know. I don't. I, he might. He was, I liked him. A lot of people, I mean, yeah. I could see him. He's better than Jaminsky. Well, that's, that's the lowest bar. Let's pick the bar up off the ground. Mm, yeah, uh, well. But, we don't uh, want to get Hoots in trouble here. So anyway, back to the list. We got uh, Big Hawk. You've got some notes on it. you played with a lot of them. Some of them even from the draft class. What are your thoughts on the list? Who got snubbed in your opinion? So I played against 20 of the 75 on the list uh, throughout my career. Um, and two are from my same draft class in 2009. So uh, that would be Steph Curry and James Harden. Um, and 11 of the active players uh, 
are still on there. Um, we have 11 active players on that list. So who do I think got snubbed? Uh, my biggest snub would be Dwight Howard. Um, really? If you're gonna, he has a better resume than Anthony Davis. And in my opinion, if you're going to put AD on there, you can put Damian Lillard on there. Dwight Howard deserves to be on there. He's finished top five in the MVP voting list four times. Really? That's interesting. Yeah. I and think so, I think some of it is, is recent sentiment, like plays a role into this. And that's probably part of the hard, uh, hard part for some of these guys. Like, you know, the Kyrie thing is the biggest news breaker to me. I don't think, I don't think Kyrie belongs there. Um, for personally biased reasons, uh, and then just his resume in there. The guy's never played. I looked the other day. I don't think he's ever played more than seventy games in a season. Like, how can you be on the top seventy-five player? You've never even played a full season before, ever. Um, and then the Clay Thompson is is an interesting argument to me as well because Clay Thompson has been really good when he's played. But I mean, how many really good seasons does he have? He's got a couple of championships, and, and he's a important role on him. High scorer, all-star, you know, this, that, and the other, and all-NBA guy probably. But, I mean, dude, you look at Clay Thompson, man. Like, I don't know, dude. I just feel like there's other cases that can be made. Ask me what they are. I'll be like, oh, I don't know. So, I don't know. It's just a fun conversation, but some of these snubs, I just don't see it. Hoots, what do you think about this? Who do you think uh... – uh, I, I thought it was really cool how they uh, – the TNT broadcast gave the, the news to Reggie Miller. I thought that was super cool to see, like um, – his reaction and just his appreciation for being a part of that team. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool how some of the guys would come out and did that. And then on the, the other hand, the, the joke that the Warriors played on, on Clay when they hung the 77 jersey in that his locker. That was amazing. That, that was, was that funny. Was I love good. that. And I, I respected the fact that he embraced it and yeah. wore the jersey. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. He, he took it well. Took it well, so I, I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought, it was, I thought it was great. I would love to know what the voters were thinking and, like, explain some of this um but yeah what were the criteria like i'm really fascinated that people care so much it's interesting to me it's like they come up with this list because it's a 70 that'd be like us coming up with a list and scott who's your favorite anchor on it and it just had to be me or you and then we could argue about who got snubbed because we're one <laughs> right and there's two of us yeah and two minus one leaves one person off the list so maybe i don't know maybe we'll come out with a list next year who's the top two yeah. And I make it. I think they should come out with a, a current list. I think it's hard to compare against errors. Yeah. And I don't think it's right because, you know, Bill Russell to Dwight Howard, uh, there's such an advantage there and such a different player. Um, so it's hard. The guys are much more athletic and bigger, stronger, faster uh, in this generation compared to 30, 40 years ago. So uh, I always hate doing that. So they have to use some type of criteria. But on the last part of Hawk Talk, Hoots, I want you to talk about, you know, if you want to talk about Carolina basketball or anything like, you know, what you're doing for the program and how the transition has been for you, yeah. um, just just give us a fill-in. How about I give you, give people the first time I met Tyler Hansbro? They, they want oh, to hear that? Lovely. Yeah, let's do that. From, from yes. Poplar Bluff? That would be on my recruiting visit. That would be on your recruiting visit. It was, it was not a, the best recruiting visit. It didn't didn't go, you know, wasn't great. Weather was terrible. We had snow. I, I pulled everybody around, was telling them jokes, lighting up the room. But real talk. He didn't speak. Hansborough did not speak. And that's actually how we got to know each other. That's how he got his name, Psycho T. 
So he got the nickname. We're doing wall sits in the hallway. Jonas, our strength and conditioning coach, Jonas Ration, had him doing wall sits. And Tyler's struggling, and all of a sudden, the guy had not said a word. And all of a sudden, he just started screaming at the Tyler. Ah! And Jonas like, dude, you're psycho, man. You're psycho T. And it's stuck. It's an inner beast, man. Is you got to do what you got to do to get through some things. So the way I got to, to Hansbro was through ping pong. Hmm. Vicious battles in the, in the players' lounge, ping pong. Hoots is a modern day Forrest Gump. If you've ever, <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, man. Oh, oh man. man, we had more ping pong battles in that locker room, and um, it's pretty impressive that Tyler's as good as he is. He has no backhand. He has absolutely mm. no backhand. Mm. I bet his forehand is he just overly slams aggressive. Everything. Yeah. yeah. I. I. I am a sprinter at ping pong. There's a hundred percent. Offense, um, yeah. I mean, it's we had the ping pong table in the locker room. It's been great. Do the guys still play ping pong? They're, they're playing more pool this year, but uh, up until a couple of years ago, Luke May was really good. Luke would probably beat you pretty good. Uh, doubtful. Yeah, I bet Luke would beat you. Cam Johnson was good. Cam Johnson was pretty good. Um, trying to think, you know, Marvin Williams. Marvin was good. Marvin was good. Yeah, yeah. So we had some battles for sure. Who would you say the toughest, you know, toughest guy on the ping pong table was? I'd hate to say it, but it's uh, it's Luke May. Not Ooh. even a chance, fellas. <laughs> Showdown and there's time. A, he knows how to push my buttons. <laughs> okay, who's the second? Uh, second would probably be Marv. Yeah, that's I'd, what I was thinking. I'd put you at three. <laughs> I'd put you at three, hands, bro. <laughs> Boy, there's a thriller. We can't wait to uh, sell out crowd. There might be more people that show up to that than show up to our podcast, but... Uh, Old ping pong battles, man. They bring out the best in everybody because this is a great equalizer. That's right. right? Everybody loves when you – I don't care how old you are, where you're from, like what your background is. You see a ping pong table, you play ping pong. Everybody loves playing ping pong. Yep. And um, – I got Hansborough fired up. My uh, brother Greg Sweet. is an amazing ping pong player. Yeah, he's good. And the first thing we did – he lived with me in Indy. The first thing when we moved in, we went and bought a ping pong table. <laughs> and – my neighbors, everybody would come over, and we would have battles in be my sweating. garage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We would be, no sweat. oh, We'd be wrenched. Yeah. Yeah. And then we decided to join a ping pong league. Mm. And you guys want to get embarrassed? They have actually a ping pong club over I, there in uh, Chapel Hill. Chapel Hill Parks and Rec. Yep. And they have them all over. They're kind of hidden. But you will mm. get worked by a 70-year-old yeah. with a headband on, yeah. tube socks, <laughs> that just looks like they're just pulled up in a in a wheelchair, just struts, walk, uses a walker to get to the table, and Squid then all of a you. sudden just mm. wop, 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 <laughs> looks like Raphael Nadal right there on the ping pong table. Um, but, oh, yeah. Hoots, I know you got your kids here, man. Yeah. Thanks for dropping in the pod. Yeah, no, I, I really know appreciate they're in, you guys man. having me. Thank we you for letting the kids come by. You know, the... Everything you offered to the world, we'll have millions of people that will tune in and see it. So, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, it. dude, hundred uh, percent. Yeah, hey, listen, when you watch the Carolina games, uh, you'll probably see Hoots. He's always on the. You right behind. Uh, right behind the coaches. Yeah. Right behind Just the coaches. Sure Telling them what to call. That's when good. to call timeout. When not to. You know, yes, especially for Coach run. Williams. Coach Williams loved it when you told him what to do. He loved right that. Behind the Coach bed. Williams loved that, especially yeah. <laughs> yep, love that. Oh man! All right, well, thanks, thank, dude. No, thank you guys. Thank for you having so me. much, dude. No, appreciate appreciate it. it. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Absolutely. Hoots' kid loves. Uh, they love cards, so they're. Uh, this is a great. Oh, time they're having for a field day in here, and we're gonna get to some more card talk here in a minute. But before we do, let's go to the game of the week here. Game 
So last week we had we kind of nailed it, man. Like in terms of like being a sports leaning podcast, we said, hey, game four of the NLCS was going to be the make or break, right? And we we kind of came in because they were playing game three that night. Braves were up 2-0. We said, hey, if uh, if LA pulls it off tonight while we're recording, then that's going to make which they did. That's going to make game four, you know, the pivotal here. And uh, so what we uh, we nailed that, and then it set up the game four, and then the Dodgers got the doors blown off of them. Went down 3-1 after losing 9-2. They salvaged game five, but then, you know, the Braves took care of them. So now, as we're sitting here recording the pod, we're watching the pregame for uh, the World Series, Astros, Braves. Doesn't seem that exciting to me. It does for me. We got a lot of Braves fans in this area. Yeah. And uh, we also, the Astros and their whole cheating scandal, 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 scandal. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Who are you rooting for? Buddy, so that was, this was going to. Uh, I love it when you say buddy. <laughs> <laughs> this was going to throw me into the, the sleep dog snoozer of the week here. Stanton, oh, man, this game's boring. The World Series, dude. So here's how I look at it. You got the cheaters from Houston, and you got the vote suppressors from Georgia playing each other. I mean, dude, I'd rather have, like, Jeff Bagwell bang me over the head with a trash can than watch this. It's like, I'm just not interested in it anymore. We talk about it a lot on the pod about how baseball is just, like, done, right? Like, nobody gives a shit about baseball. So, um, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of Braves fans, but I, I just, I don't know, man. It's, it's not going to compel me. To watch, I guess if I had to pick somebody I'm rooting for, I got to pick the Braves. I'm a Mets fan, so I'm an NL East guy, and, and probably that's why I'm so bitter about baseball because the Mets suck. So do all my other teams I follow. But yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, Braves, I'll go with the Braves. So, do you feel like you know in this area, all of a sudden the Braves are good, and all of a sudden these guys are starting to crawl out of, you know, oh, I'm a Braves oh, yeah. fan. Oh, I've yeah. never seen so many Braves fans in my in my life. Yeah, and. uh I don't know. There's a side of me that respects the Astros. You know, they had everything against them. Seems like everybody associated in baseball wanted to pull against the Astros. People bought tickets just to yell at them. For them to maintain their composure and end up in the spot they are, it's 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 impressive. It's almost like them against the world. And so if they win this, this is going to be interesting uh, because it's going to be like, oh, they're going to get the last laugh at this whole thing. Um It'd be good drama, you but, know? But also, like, we got this guy for the Braves who I just was watching the game with, Big Lazy Dan, and uh, <laughs> somehow he's the world's biggest Braves fan now. And oh, he knows everything. That. He done yeah. studied, studied oh, the roster. Man, yeah. There's someone on the team that wears a pearl necklace. Okay, he did. I did I did get that in the group text. I, I don't get the pearl mm -mm, thing. Don't get that one. Um, you will catch me on that train yeah, for a number does, of reasons. It doesn't look good. Mm -hmm. um, but we got my guy uh, who who – we got Big Panda and uh, plays for the Braves, I think. I saw him hit a home run this year. He played for – I don't even know his name, Sleep. Panda, yeah, buddy. It's fact checkers. No one of chance. Her Pablo favorite. Sandoval? Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Red alert, buddy. And, Sleep uh, dog. He is playing for the Braves. And wow, he has got to be 40. He's older than I am. He's, he's older than Joe Biden right now. <laughs> <laughs> Hits the ball and runs the third base. You don't remember where he's at. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, dude, all right, baseball, fine, interesting, fine, whatever. Not as interesting as this week's game of the week, in my opinion. 
And it's an odd one because you on paper you would think how could this game be interesting but but on Thursday night usually the Thursday night games are pretty iffy football Packers at Cards okay Packers are 6 and 1 Cards are 7 and 0 oh. Packers have been winning some close games. Devontae Adams is out. I just saw where Lazar, the, one of their other receivers, is out. Dude, the cards have been beating the brakes off of people. Kyler Murray has got to be a front runner for MVP right now. He's totally outplaying Aaron Rodgers from a stats perspective. And they're just they're just beating people, dude. And uh, they're fun to watch, man. They got Hopkins and uh, fun offense. Their defense is great. So they're favored by seven in that game. Yeah, and they just got the tight end from Philly. Yeah, Zachers had yeah. like a forty-yard touchdown or something. Yeah, I mean, I think they surround him with weapons. I don't think he's a bad quarterback. Uh, what's the guy's name? Um, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. Yeah, he is in the MVP race. Yeah, uh, right now I have Tom Brady, um, but uh, yeah, he's up yeah. there. Yeah, hard to um, hard to argue against Tom. And uh, I, th- oh, I like I, I like where the Cardinals have head are headed. Uh, they got uh, they got a lot of players. JJ yep. Watts is there. Yep. Um, they got some receivers. Hopkins, Hurts. Yep. yep. And um, what they've done is pretty impressive. Dude, speaking of Tom, which this is a total pivot away from the game of the week, because let's face it, cool game of the week. Yeah, you know, we'll pick in a second. Do you think that dude got a fair deal for the football? Did you see what happened? So Tom Brady throws a 600 touchdown to Mike Evans. Mike Evans unwittingly goes and hands it to the guy in the first row of the stadium. Mm-hmm. Then they realize, like, holy shit, that's the that's the 600th touchdown in Tom Brady's career. Never been done before. And so some guy from the staff goes over and negotiates with him to get the ball back. And for literally like five minutes, he's like, there's a going back and forth about, you know, what's he going to get? And, dude, I don't know. Actually, it's going to be interesting. We'll talk to Wes here in a minute. I bet he would have a clue what that ball is worth. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, um, Brady gave him like a helmet and a jersey. He got some Mike Evans stuff. And then Tom Brady said he was giving him a Bitcoin. And he gets like season pass. He gets like kind of this like nice little package that might be all in, maybe worth a hundred grand. But I bet that ball's worth half a million dollars. A lot of people were like, bro, I ain't giving that ball back. I tell you what, I'll tell him is. I'll take this shit up with Tom. <laughs> I ain't giving you the ball. I'll talk to Tom about it, and we'll we'll come to some sort of arrangement. Did you see about that? Did you hear about that? Happening? I didn't know that was the terms. Uh, listen, if I'm the guy that got the ball, I own these seats for the rest of my life. <laughs> and I want four of them. And I want to talk to Tom right now. I want Tom and Giselle. I want Giselle sitting next to me. Um, <laughs> Just in case Tom tries to tries to muddy the terms, but yeah, that was fascinating, man. Uh, Tom Tom's having got another incredible year. So in the in the pack cards game, which again it's a Thursday night, man. It's nice that we get blessed with a with a game worth watching. Who you got? Uh, I you know honestly, I'm gonna go the cards. Uh, you know the Packers are dealing with a little bit of COVID outbreak. Yeah, and. Uh, you know, I like where the cards are headed. Uh, I think they're dealing with a COVID outbreak. I think they get their coach back. Uh, I'm going to go cards. I'm going to. I think they're going to cover the spread too. I think they're going to win more than by more than seven points. Dude, that would be interesting because yeah, they got you know the pack are always in it. I was surprised, man, that they were up. They were seven point favorites in this game. So I'm going to go with the cards as well. Uh, we're kind of losing track of who's winning all the uh, who's getting all the picks right. Um, but it's probably me. So I think we both picked the last game equally. And so we'll go, we'll go with, uh, 
you know, if the cards win, I win. You have to disagree with me in order to, to win. Okay, what do you think the like? Do you ha- think they're going to keep it within seven points? Oh, so yeah, that's a I great, the plus, great equalizer. I'll go plus ten. I think they're going to beat them by ten. You know or more. what I'm going to do? I'm going to take. I'm going to take the pack covering. I'm going to take the pack covering. Okay. I really kind of want to take the pack. I'm going to take the pack outright. I'm going to take the pack on wow, the road. Wow, even better for me. On the road. Thank you. Aaron Rodgers gets it done. And if I'm wrong, you know, I'm probably still winning because we, we, I know I got the first one right. And the second one was a Hurricanes pick. So let's be honest, we didn't even know what we were doing. Hurricanes we are undefeated. They're un- 5-0. and And that's one of the notes I had before we get to our next guest. They're second in the NHL in points, but I still don't know what points mean. I think you get two points for winning a game. And I think if you tie, you get one point. And if you go into overtime and you lose, do you get a point? Probably a half point, it sounds like. I think so, yeah. So if you win, you get two points. Yeah. I think that's a system. Back where I'm from, buddy, we got we count wins and losses. And that's your points. Um, points lead to wins. Lack thereof lead to losses. But anyway, whatever, man. Hockey's 5-0, and oh, dude. I understand what that means, dude. The, the Canes are killing it right now. So, you know. Next time they're in town, we'll probably be checking them out. But right now, we are in town, like we said, Oak City Sports Cards, and we got Weston here with us, the owner of the shop. And my first question for you, Weston, is what do you think, what is a Kyler Murray rookie card worth right now? Uh, first of all, I appreciate you guys uh, coming out and uh, supporting your local uh, LCS local card shop. But uh, that's pretty a loaded question. So, I mean, if you want to get on the ground level for a Kyler Murray rookie card, you can get one for three bucks. If you want his best rookie card, you're going to pay probably a million dollars <laughs> for his, you know, National Treasures one of one shield. Uh, that'll probably run you about a million dollars. Okay. Um, our best Kyler is a contender's crack dice. Uh, that means it's serial numbered. You know, there's been, you know, 24 of them made. It's high grade. Uh, that card's like twenty three thousand. Wow! And that card uh, we purchased in Chicago at the National about um, early August. We paid about half that. So uh, wow! Off, off to a blazing start, and his markets, you know, already doubled in a, in a short amount of time here. So well, that was my that was kind of my next question. But I'm gonna table it for a second because I got another quarterback question. I was so guys, we're in here. Those of you that are watching on uh, Instagram, you can't even hear us because we're on our microphones and the camera's far away. So just relax and you know enjoy the visual. But if you, for those of you not watching, dude, there are some killer cards in here like I was talking about before. And I've combed this whole place. I live right down the street, which is very dangerous because I'm getting hooked back into this. <laughs> but one thing I didn't see, man, that you must be sold out of is uh, Cam Sexton rookies. Camp's exit. I mean, like, uh, we opened up here in July. You know, my wife and I, Katie, we opened up our shop, and they're beating down the door. They were just lying around the corner. Ground level. We open up at 7 o'clock. You know, they want a camp's exit, and they want to call (sighs) Hansborough. I was like, you know, guys, we got to get dozens of these things, but we were sold out by about 7.05. So we're we're slowly reloading our inventory. We don't want to put them out until we're completely reloaded. So so we're getting there. But, uh, yeah. We got a connection. We'll see if we can get one. you know, but yeah, you got to, I mean, God, boy, they, those are some priceless gems. Speaking of Carolina, those must be a priceless gem. <laughs> How hot are cards right now, in all seriousness? Ooh, the market's absolutely blazing. Uh, I've done this full-time for 13 years, and it's one of the few industries that the pandemic has just, cards have been booming the last uh, 18 months or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a huge scare for about 
two to three weeks in March whenever COVID first hit. But since then, they've just been on fire. Like a lot of people are using them as investments. Um, Jordan Rookie, for example, like yep. everything wants, everyone wants like highest grade uh, available and for years, like the Jordan Rookie card, um, you know, there's two main grading companies. One's called PSA, one's mm-hmm. called Beckett. And um, PSA will grade the card based on a scale of one to 10. You know, how well is it centered? How are the corners? How are the edges? How are the surface? And, you know, there's, you know, thousands and thousands of Jordan rookies out there, but only about 400 have a 10 grade. And for years, you know, I mean, I've, I bought that whole card for 16,000, sold it for 20,000. Uh, during the pandemic, it hit, uh, I think it peaked at like $750,000. It's on eBay right now for $588,000. Right. It's it's pulled back a little bit. It's about three to 350. I think the last few sales have been, but still, like, it's still exponential. Eventually, you know, I better tw- act now. Yeah, but probably twenty times what it was. Wow! And um, so, yeah, I mean, cards are absolutely blazing. There's a lot of uh, hedge funds, you know, pulling money together and just spending tens of millions of dollars on cards, and it's uh, it's crazy. And I think I think uh, enough people are uh, invested in this market that it's um, it, it's a lot of fun right now. I don't I don't think it's slowing down at any point. So, so I got a question. Did you do this as a, a kid and as like a hobby when you're young? How'd yeah. you get into uh, cards? And- yeah, absolutely. So um, I don't know if you're familiar with the Beckett, but the Beckett was like an online price or it was a price guide and it came out every month. And when I was four or five years old, I would just study the Beckett religiously. Like it'd come out before I could even read or any of that. And I'd be like, okay, well, that uh, Juan Gonzalez went up to 50 cents or that Bo Jackson went up or... <laughs> This John Elway went down, and I would study it religiously, and Dad would quiz me every month and say, okay, what did this card do? What did this card do? And I'd know it. And my local card shop called me the Beckett because I'd come in and know all the prices. And they'd say, all right, for you changing all the prices, we'll let you buy any at last month's prices. So I had my $3 allowance or whatever, Damn. and I'd maximize my prices. So, you know, fast forward to I'm 13 years old. We moved from Texas to Virginia, and um, I was just hanging out in my card shop forever. And to the point, the local, yeah, the owner's like, do you want to work here? I was like, you mean it? Like, holy shit, like <laughs> me work here? They said $2 an hour and store credit. And I was like, this is the best. Yeah. So, you know, I'd, again, that was like 98. So I was all in like Peyton Manning, like Randy mm-hmm. Moss. So I'd buy like unopened product and, you know, buy it for 70 bucks, sell it for 140. It's like, how can I roll this 140 over? And so I was always like a collector uh, and, um, and just never really grew out of it. So I went to school to teach, but um, always did shows all throughout college. Uh, top for a year in that same card shop that I was worked at for $2 an hour in store credit came for sale. Dad's like, buy it. And I was like, I didn't go to school, you know, to, I don't have a degree just to, <laughs> just to, you know, run a baseball card shop. He's like, who cares? It's your passion. You'll do well at it. If it doesn't work out, and this is 2008, mind you, like, you know, economy is obviously in the oh, shitter. Yeah. So he's like, if it doesn't work out, you know, let's go back to teaching, but haven't looked back. And, uh, yeah, it's been a 13-year ride, and it's you know it, it, it's a lot of fun for sure. And definitely got to tip the hat uh, to my wife because about two to three years ago, she's like, so what's your inventory system? Like, what do you do? And I was just like, I don't know. She's like, you need a plan for your cards. I was like, what are you talking about? A plan for my cards. I, I buy them, I sell them. And she's like, all right, let's get all your cards out everything over 500 bucks, let's have a plan for him. So, you know, are you going to sell it now? Are you going to hold it for years? Are you going to, you know, sell it in football season? So she's really helped me, um, you know, kind of treat it more like a portfolio. And that's, that's kind of what you need to do as, as these, you know, some of these cards are six figures over a million dollars. I mean, it's, it's literally crazy. Guys, I thought of a great, I thought of you and your wife earlier. I thought of a great card shop joke. All right, let's hear it. You know what you'd call, your marriage in a card shop 
an open relationship. Oh. Because you get to open packs of cards. I knew this. Was, hey, listen, they don't all land. And I have I have plenty more where that came from. Um, but that actually also is a segue to one of the questions I have for you. Sure. Which, which is just mesmerizes me. Like, how do you not open every pack in here? Because that is, as you know, because I come in here and I buy stuff. And instead of holding it or... You know, right? Yeah. You know, what you exactly what you just said, which is why you've been in business. So I know the result, right? But like, dude, do you ever open? It's rare. It's it's really rare. It's fun. Uh, it's a lot of fun. But you know, owning a shop for ten years, mm. you know, uh, I I see the usual result with it, mm-hmm. and I think it's a uh, it's not near as sexy. It's not near as fun. But if you're looking at this for investment, you buy what you one you buy what you like, or you you know do do your homework, you do your research, and uh, buy things you think have upside. But if you buy what you like, you know, if it goes down, it goes down. But at least like that's like the true collector. But if you're looking to flip stuff, you're looking to hold things long term. Um, you can do that. Or if you have the willpower, you buy something unopened. That's mm-hmm. not fun, and that takes a lot of willpower. But usually, like I say, when you open a box of cards, it costs 200 bucks. You expect to get a third of your money back. The rest is just entertainment. Got it. So I also know my personality. If I started to just shred stuff, it could be... Uh, <laughs> it could, oh, I know your personality, too, because I'm living it, buddy. <laughs> um, yeah, I appreciate the support. And the worst thing sure. that happens is you get one right. every now and then, right. right? And then you're like, man, this is living right here. Right. It's but, a rush, man. If you're into it, it's it's a lot of fun. So I got a question. So in the mystery packs back there, mm-hmm. you have no clue what cards are in those? So I, I build those like with staff. So basically, so we offer mystery packs and uh, they're 20 bucks for kids. They're $25 for adults. They fly out the shelves. What we go through, you know, probably 50 or 60 a week. And what we do is we basically have like stacks of cards and, you know, we have cards that are a dollar, cards that are $5, cards that are $10, some cards that are, you know, 50 or $100. We have, you know, um, I guess like the, the grand prize. It's kind of like buying a lottery ticket. So, uh, but, here, worst case is you break even on your money. So it, it's a great value for kids, but you can't get like a Barry Sanders signed helmet. You can get a uh, Nolan Ryan signed baseball. You can get a hundred dollar gift card to the store, a fifty dollar gift card to the store. Just because as um, you know, this market's been on fire. Like unopened product just you know gets gets shredded every day. There's less and less of it. So instead of buying a twenty five dollar pack made by Panini or Tops and getting three dollars of whatever, you can buy one of our packs for twenty dollars. A bad packs at twenty dollars. And it's just a good way um, for us to offer a lot of value to the customers. And you said it's $20 for kids and $25 for adults, right? Right. I think that's the coolest part of it. For sure. It's like, <laughs> yeah, look, it's, dude, right. bring but, your kids in here. Yeah, we, we love seeing kids in the hobby for sure. We've got a, a trade night. Small plug, uh, November 12th. Do it, yeah, yeah, plug it. Yeah, November 12th, come on out to uh, Oak City Sports Cards here. We're going to have lots of giveaways, uh, lots of fun games for kids. And, uh, you know, we expect a huge turnout. I mean, I think we've already had 50, 60 kids say they're going to come. And, and that number could possibly double. Um, so yeah, looking forward to that uh, for sure on November twelfth. Yeah, that's a great. Uh, it's a great venue. It's a great place, man. It's just really, there's a lot of really cool stuff here. It's very kid friendly, and um, yeah, I mean, dude, I don't know. It just takes me back. If I had kids, here's what I would do. I'd be like, all right, Tom, I'm gonna buy you one of these packs. You go give that guy a hundred dollars and tell him you want five. I'll be out here in the parking lot. Right, <laughs> right, right. Keep, keep me away for sure. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding. But uh, I'm sure somebody's at least thought of it. Um, all right, I got a couple more questions. What is the most expensive card you've ever owned? And what is it? That pains me. That, that pains me for sure. Well, that leads right. to the second question, which right. is what's the most ex- what's the card that makes you stick, sick to your stomach because oh. you don't have it anymore or like whatever. Right. Because a lot of them make me feel bad because I see some stuff in the camp, in the in the cases here and I'm like, dude, I've had those. Right. And they might not have been PSA 10s sure. then, 
But, you know, the only thing you can think of in your head is like, Man, I bet some of them were. Right. So so five or six years ago, uh, I bought a Tom Brady. It was his Contenders, which is his, one of his best rookie cards. It is his best rookie card. And it was serial number to 100. I, I bought it. Um, I don't like where this is going. I mean, this is like five years ago. So he'd already won, at that time, five Super Bowls. And I bought it for 3500 bucks. Waited two weeks. I moved it at the National Card Show in Atlantic City. Moved it for 5200 Great margin. Had it two weeks. You know, just th- that was the name of the game. Just, uh, you know flip it and, and roll it in the next thing. It's that same card. I know the serial number. I remember the serial number, but that same card sold for. Any guesses? Like, like what, what would... What, 220K. What would sting? Um, what would sting? <laughs> uh, anything over 10 would I'm sting. I'm going to say it's a half a million dollars. Uh, same card did $1.3 million. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Does that stings. Sting? That stings. So like you on fire with gas. It wasn't, like, it wasn't like he was a, a nobody at the time. But the thing is, wow. like, like looking back, I would have sold that card 100 times. Like, once a yeah. 30k it's gone i was like i got yeah. 3500 in this once yeah. i hit you know 75k i was like gone yeah. but uh yeah so i mean that show alone um th- that show alone i mean i moved probably 25k in brady that's now probably close to two million dollars wow. you know what my mom used to tell me though the kid's gone she said you can if in one hand and shit in the other one and tell me which one fills up faster hey yeah. listen at least you you know i don't know which hand would really be uh ideal in that situation but at least you you know you cashed out whereas me i'm opening the packs and you know i'm rolling my tom brady over into some right and you never uh you never go broke taking profit but that yeah. that one stings that i mean stings. I, I can still uh cool. still think about that and even as as you know recent as two years ago you know i bought a uh, lebron rookie for as a psa 10 refractor for nine thousand. um i bought it for six sold it for nine in about two months i mean that same card was like 160 grand you know during the pandemic and now it's pulled back to about 100 but still wow. again like probably 10 times the value of, of what it was i mean not even a year and a half ago two years ago I think it's cool that you stuck with it. So I didn't realize you'd been doing it 13 years. I mean, that's, dude, for those, I mean, I do know probably, I don't know if I know more than the average person. I'd imagine, you know, average person probably doesn't know a lot about cards and there's a, you know, sort of a a smaller group. But I understand like sort of the ebbs and flows of, of how it's happened, at least in a macro level over time. And if you've been in it, you know, outside of like the last five years or so sure it may have been crawling back up that i'm kind of unaware of but there was a long period there where like you only a purist was in this space so i think it's really cool man uh and good for you that you know you stuck through this thing this whole time and seen some of these profits it's 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 mine you got to come in this place people like it's mind-blowing what they have i got got a question yeah sure do you have a card uh that you you know, you just had, you know, when you're collecting at a young age, mm. that you just always kept with you? It's like <laughs> your prized possession? Right. So, great question. So, uh, growing up, uh, I was like, I dug the Minnesota Twins, and one of my favorite players, or well, my favorite player was Chuck Knobloch. Mm. And, you know, second baseman, he got a case of the yips, got, yep. one, got one Hall of Fame vote. Thank you, for that, that that writer. But, you know, he, he came up, he was a rookie of the year, won the World Series in 91, got traded to the Twins. So, I mean, I still have, like, it every card from like 91 to 97 in a four screw down case. I mean, the case, the case, each case is still worth like $2 and the card or maybe a penny. Yeah. But I absolutely adore my knob locks. Like anytime, like I sell a deal, like make sure there's no knob locks in there. So knob box still like, I call it like a, my PC and like personal collection. And every month I do like, uh, you know, my monthly eBay search for, uh, for rare check knob locks. And then, you know, cause it's, it's not gonna set me back. Like I'm a huge Dirk fan. I'm a huge Luca fan. Um, I mean, even like generic Dirk autographs used to be 50 bucks. Now they're like 300. I mean, I can't buy like five of those. And I mean, that's like 1500 bucks that I could put in the business and roll over a bunch of times. But if I spend eight bucks on a Nalbach autograph, I'm happy. Like it, it 
legit like brings me happiness and I can keep it. Um, so yeah, I, I'd say my knoblocks are probably like the most nearest and dearest to my heart. <laughs> when I look around the store, I see memorabilia too. Mm -hmm. You got some pretty cool stuff. The LeBron um, kind of blown up figurine back there. It looks really cool. Uh, are you, do you collect stuff like that too? Or is that kind of like, you know, just something you thought was cool. So you added it to the store. I always think that like just most stuff is just replaceable. <laughs> And, you know, there's a lot of cool stuff out there, but I, I think, like, I mean, I love, like, uh, a Brady signed jersey. I love, like, my Tiger Woods piece. But, I mean, I, I think, you know, um, once I'm in, you know, when I do, like, want to settle down and stuff, I can, like, truly collect things to, to collect it. Like, I think I will have my own man cave with, you know, cool map stuff. Um, definitely cool Hansborough stuff for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as long as it's available. But, yeah, I, I think eventually I'll, I'll, I'll settle down. I'll, I'll get my man cave. But um, I think for right now, it's just uh, capital is the most part, part of this business and just got to roll it over as much as possible so you're a dallas fan from moving from uh, texas to virginia that's right so all right no, um no sleep dog stuff in the collection i didn't hear sleep dog pop up man i could have got you a croatan cougars uh autographed yearbook but it's fine don't worry <laughs> one day man i'm telling you market's coming do you think dallas is a contender oh uh being a cowboys fan uh the last 15 plus years I, i'm just uh, ready for disappointment like i'm ready for <laughs> i'm ready for a huge injury like i mean i'll uh, like my staff my friends i say how a couple is going to be i was like we'll probably start off hot have a huge injury be eight and eight or this year be be like eight and nine you know <laughs> but it'll uh, be hard to do this year at this point yeah but for yeah, sure i mean right, they, they look phenomenal the uh, the defense is clicking i mean they, they look awesome i mean they've got all the talent in the world and and they're winning the games they used to always lose so i mean um you know i, I won't not counting any uh <laughs> eggs before they hatch but i mean i think um you know I, I think they're as potent as any offense in football for sure but I, i'm ready to be disappointed so, as well so <laughs> you know if they didn't give mvps to quarterbacks so honestly if your quarter like they're never gonna not give the mvp to a quarterback i think dallas has a def like defensive digs yeah digs is Stephon Diggs' brother right Yes. Have you seen what this guy's done? He is phenomenal. Like he's an MVP candidate. Oh, I think so. And uh, did, did Watt ever win MVP or no? Or was he right uh, he's there? He's got to be. He had he, to, he have had been to close, be like yeah. top two in votes. If yeah. he didn't win, like I, I don't think he won. Yeah. But um, well, we'll go to the goggles. Yeah, dig. Uh, Diggs is phenomenal. I mean, like I, I screamed last week during the uh, or two weeks ago during the Pats game. My wife was like, "Please just keep it down." I was like, "It's, it's Cowboys." Like they just had a pick six to seal the game. She's like, "Luca is sleeping." I was like, "I get that, but my emotions." Like you know this. You guys <laughs> named the kid Luca. We did. Well, we'll get this. So she said no to Dirk. Yes to Luca. Oh man, that would have been hilarious. I know. Dirk. I know. I know. <laughs> She's already nixed Bobon for number two. So Ooh, I mean, oh man, actually trying for number two. But I mean, uh, it, it is what it is. What but you that? know, yeah. So uh, yeah, obviously, don't he, name a kid after Cowboy. Come on. Man. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's bad luck. Never stop up for Cowboy. Come on. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know what it would be either. But I mean, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, Luca John for sure. And and we'll see uh, what the future entails. But she's already said no to Bobon. Maybe Dirk for middle name, Katie. Big thumbs down. Yo, I love it. I think that, and I think that's so cool. I, I had no, yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, I, I've already gotten the snub, um, and I don't have any kids, and I'm not even married, but I've already gotten the snub on LeBron. So I've, um, I'm, I'm, uh, 
I'm go- trying for the middle name now. All right. Yeah, I can respect that. I think that. LeBron Staten's got a great ring to it. And I think so. she's like, well, if it's a girl, I'm I like, think well, LeBron, duh. Yeah, uh, there you go, LeBron. J.J. Watt in, in 14 got 13 out of 50 MVP votes, finishing a distant second to Aaron Rodgers in All MVP right, so he's right there. But your point is well taken that there's a lot here, very quick Google search, that said, hey, man, he got robbed. Um, so yeah, I think he had like 20 sacks or something in one right. year. And I think he caught a couple touchdowns. Yeah, I'm not yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, and had defensive touchdowns. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, um, a lot of cool stuff going on. Well, look, we will, uh, let you get back to it, dude. First of all, thanks for having us. This is a really, really cool store with a lot of really cool things in it. And, uh, you know, hopefully remember everybody come out. It's, it's uh, one more time on the 12th, the kids night. You just got to do it. You got to check it out. It really is cool, and it really is a great event uh, yeah, for kids. We'll have like one event a month. So, I mean, we'll have like things for you know trade night for adults. We'll open up for everybody. You know, World Series Game Seven. We'll throw it on like Super Bowl. I'm sure we'll do something. So every month we'll have something. And I'll be in the parking lot handing out twenties, just like yo, do you get like what you it. want? I like it. I think there's a certain point where I break even on the twenty five dollar deal. Um, so yeah, just you know, if I approach your kids, it's, it's cool. It's no, cool. But once again, appreciate the support, guys. Uh, th- thanks a lot for considering Oak City Sports Cards. We'd love to do it again and uh yeah it's a lot of fun so absolutely cool dude yeah Appreciate thanks for having us it. this yeah. place is amazing if you have some kids or you're into cards come out here uh this is this shop is really cool and uh you know great people here too so it's a great place cool appreciate it boys you got it man all right big hawk let's finish up on your halloween costume man that's what you want to talk about we're gonna. Uh, what are you gonna be for Halloween? Halloween old concert. PJ. Um, oh, how's old PJ? Do- well, remember that? I remember last year, a year ago, we had the same conversation. You told me about your do- your cat getting stuck in the garage door. PJ. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that is. Uh, so I had a um, a cat growing up, and uh, we loved this cat <laughs> PJ. And it was kind of wild. We didn't really keep it inside. It was an outdoor cat, and we just put food in the garage, and it would come eat, and then go off we wouldn't see it for a week and then sometimes we'd see it i love pj well around this time somehow it got stuck in our garage and so when my dad opened the garage his tail got stuck and he pulled out and he was hanging from the garage and pj was just screaming and uh i guess my neighbor had told my dad he was like hey that's a hell of a halloween decoration you got up he's like what are you talking about he's like the cat in your garage and he's like, that's our real cat. And so my dad had to go get old PJ down. And uh, that cat had been through a lot. But I don't, uh, I'm not a big cat person, but PJ, uh, man, what a great cat. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, cats, great Halloween thing. Um, I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to be for Halloween because it's coming. And, and I mean, I'm going to bring the house down with my Halloween costume. It is going to be legendary. If you want to know, you got to follow Sleephawk Worldwide on Instagram. I'll post a picture there. Believe me, you don't want to miss it. And yes, it's sports related. Um, it's it's going to be something. Um, the Big Hawk. Next time we next time we chat, you're gonna be a year older. Yeah. Uh, you, was your birthday already happened, or is it next week? No, it's coming up. We had the party um, earlier when I was just out there just striping them at the drive shack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't, don't uh, call it the wedge shack, do they? I, they don't call it the wedge. You don't bring your wedges out there. Mm-hmm. Driver only for sleep. He doesn't mm-hmm. care. He gets mm-hmm. zero points. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> you know, my Halloween costume, I think I'm going to go as uh, Michael Phelps. And uh, I'm going to wear a Speedo, and I'll post it on Sleephawk. What do you think about that? Dude, actually, as much as I don't want to see that, I think I could see it. 
<laughs> you know, my brother. That was a joke that my older brother Greg uh, has said for years, and I thought it was always funny. But uh, that's weird because I could see it. Yeah, Greg will do it. Greg will do it. Greg um, will do it. Not the big Hulk, but Greg will do yeah, it. Yeah, not old sleep dog either. But one thing we will do on Halloween and in the future is stay safe. Stay safe.